for SEN America. This is the SEN NFL Podcast. Hello and welcome to the SEN NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Richard Garraway. Sitting across the desk from me in the shiny studio is my co-host, James Arthur. G'day, mate. Hello, Ricardo. Today, we will get into the newsroom. We'll have a special guest, Mike Williams, Athletic Director from the University of California. We'll head over to Chris's betting corner where I've had a huge comeback. I've come back in a big, big way. And of course, we'll preview all of next week's games. There's not many rounds left. Jay, it's our 27th podcast and we are really getting to the pointy end of the season. We certainly are. Very exciting playoff races everywhere. Uh, Let's get into the newsroom to discuss them. It's time to go into the newsroom on the SEN NFL podcast. Panthers are still undefeated as they smash the crappy Falcons. They're now 13-0. J.A., will the Panthers go undefeated? Well, I didn't think so last week, but the more... They, they just keep tricking me. They're, Cam Newton's very good in, in the clutch moments. Their running game's very good, and their defense is outstanding. Atlanta just did not have an answer. Matt Ryan, 22 of 34, 224 yards, one pick. They even brought in the backup at one point. He threw a pick. Sean Renfrey, they could not get the running game going. Like, Devonta Freeman had 12 carries for 40 yards with a long of 22. Yeah, trust me. I know. You, I'm glad I had a bye in our fantasy league. You, you take that away. They're terrible. Now, the big news is Jonathan Short, a little bit banged up, may not play this week. So if he doesn't play, that, that's a huge loss for them. It's really bad for him. There's a great stat that this weekend was only the second time this season that they've trailed in the fourth quarter, right? That's a league low of 30. Um, so that's a league low. What they're doing is getting ahead early and keeping it that way. They take the lead back in the usually in the third quarter if they're trailing, and they're steamrolling home behind yeah. that running game they, of not only Stewart but Newton as well. Yeah, uh, the, the option game they, they run is really good. Uh, Ted Ginn Jr. had... A pretty good game as well. He made up for a couple of drop catches, two receptions, 120 yards, two touchdowns. He, he is just a deep threat. That's all he is. But, yeah. man, he can run. And he was a deep threat the week before when he dropped two as well. Like, he's just... I heard... Um, I was listening to the Levitard Show podcast this week, and they were talking about how Newton's turned Ted Ginn into a good player. Like, no, he's exactly the same. They're just taking more shots with him. He just runs deep. Yeah, Yeah, that's the only difference. He's actually a pretty ordinary football player. Yeah, let's move on to the next game. Seattle destroy the Baltimore Ravens 35-6. Slow start to the game, but once Seattle got rolling, nothing nothing could stop them. No, and it's all been, in in the last handful of games, it's all been Russell Russell Wilson. Oh, he's incredible. From the pocket, he has been incredible, which a lot of people are always saying, you know, that's... So one of his letdowns, in the last three games, he's thrown 11 touchdowns, zero interceptions. His QBR in the last three weeks is 93. It's only out of 100. Yeah. yeah it's been incredible. No one's been as good as him in that over that stretch. And they're averaging 35 points per game over those three. They're scoring and the defense is back. But yeah, they've certainly found their, uh, their niche. He had a quarterback rating of 97.2 this week. So he's only missing by 2.8 yeah. on a perfect game. Big news, though, is Thomas Rawls has a dislocated ankle and he's out for the season. Uh, who would have thought that, that would have been a big loss for them at the start of the season, an undrafted rookie? I watched this game. His first six carries, six carries for 44 yards, he looked unstoppable. And as soon as Juwan Harris came in, they just they didn't look the same. He had 18 carries for 42 yards, really struggled running the ball. Uh, hopefully... Uh, Marshall Lynch is back. That's yeah, and they need him back in a big way. They really do. Doug Baldwin playing really well again, and Tyler Lockett, rookie. Like he's doing. He, is he a sneaky rookie of the year chance? Oh, really sneaky. <laughs> Take away the court. I guess you've got two quarterbacks who have played so well. He's probably struggling. And Gurley's had a good year. But if you get the five nominees, he'd probably be one of those nominees. I'd say at this point. Yep, having a really good year. Before we move on, I want to quickly talk about Matt Schaub. He's now had an interception return for a touchdown in each of his past three games. Well, that would have been great if Matt Schwab had actually played, considering Jimmy Clausen paid, played. Uh, Still threw his pick, th- pick six, though, before he went out. I, the stats say he didn't play at all. Then I've got bad information. No, Jimmy Clausen started the game completely. He threw an interception. Might have been a pick six. Oh. Yeah. 
That'll go in the. Uh, Thanks, Chris. That'll go in the highlight package at the end of the season. All right, let's get out of this game as fast as we can. <laughs> Washington beat the Chicago Bears after Robbie Gold missed a, a field goal with a chance to tie it. Fifty-yard field goal. For a guy like Robbie Gould, he'd expect to hit the majority of them. He's missed three of them this season. Oh. Yep. Game-winning or game-tying field goals, missed three. Was they it that win. long ago he was the elite kicker in the league? Yeah. Yeah, he's pretty old, though, and they can drop off pretty quick. Uh, Jay Cutler played okay. Their offense is just it's so non-structured. It, it seems he just runs around and just throws the ball up for um, Elshon Jeffrey, who had six catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. He had a good game, but as I said, there's there's no running game really. You know, Matt Forte had 10 carries for 45 yards. Langford had 11 for 37 yards. Um, really, the, the story was Washington were riding control of this game. Kirk Cousins threw a really bad interception, which um, brought, brought the Bears back into it, and he was pretty lucky to get the win in the end. What I want to ask you, Richie, what's going on with Alfred Morris? That's a really good question. Well, he, he was just, last year. He was okay last year. His rookie and second really, year, he yeah, was a really gun. I, I don't understand. Are they not using him correctly? Sorry. We'll talk about it later in the Browns game, but it's on the highlights above your head. I love the Browns game. Anyway. It was a bit of over-celebrating. It makes me laugh. The dancing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Look, uh, I I can't work it out. Good news is in the Washington camp, Jordan Reed, the tight end, looked unstoppable in this game. Nine catches, 120 yards, one touchdown. He actually dropped another touchdown as well. He should have had two. He is starting to look like the real deal. Do you think they stick with Kirk Cousins next season? He's a free agent. Someone's going to come along and want to pay him a lot of money. Would you it's tag just where him the Schneider, and give him another year? Uh, what's it going to cost you for a quarterback? Uh, it'll cost quarterback? you $18 million, something like that. But It's a lot of money for but Kirk Cousins. But it's for one year. If you, re- if you re-sign know, him if he, to a five-year deal, you're stuck with him then. Yeah. It gives you another chance to look at him go, you're our starter, you're the man. This is your season. You've got unless you're injured, you're starting every game. Show us what you've got, and then we'll get the long term deal done. Yeah, I I just don't know. I, I don't think I've, it's hard to say. I haven't seen enough of him. They're not re-signing, um, RG. Well, sorry, they're going to release RG three, so they can probably get they that money up off. His fifth year option, which they never should have done, but. You can't trade that fifth-year option. No, so they're going to have to cut him. Just cut and him. eat the money. You have to. God, that was an ironic move. Yeah. Really well, dumb. Well, let's not forget, he was announced the starter in March. Yeah, but then they, didn't, they, they don't want to play him because if they play him and he was to get injured, that contract becomes completely 100% guaranteed. guaranteed. So that's really the issue. Uh, let's get on to the next game. This is kind of a... Th- we'll, we'll talk about three games because it's all about the wild card. We've got Pittsburgh defeat the Bengals... Now, Andy Dalton... Actually, we'll just talk about this game because we want to talk about Andy Dalton suffering an injury to his throwing hand. It's a broken bone in his hand. It could be his season. Well, they came out today and said he won't have surgery. They're going to try and heal it or heal the break without yeah. surgery. That's got to be three weeks. Seriously. I mean, it's be. a broken bone. Yeah. It's probably six. So... His season's over. That's my Unless thing. the That's break isn't that bad or they feel it's in but a place where they can break, splint not f- it. If it was a fracture, I mean, this is his throwing hand as well. It's not like it's his other hand that he doesn't have to use as much. Uh, Technically, a break and a fracture are exactly the same thing. Okay. But it's it, it's still a broken hand, your throwing arm. <laughs> I just don't... Uh, for me, they could lose some more games in the run home. Because we all got a good look at AJ McCarron, and as much as he threw a really nice rainbow to AJ Green for a touchdown, threw a couple of that good balls. pick six was horrible. Can I just say, on the pick six, though, it's not all his fault. It's supposed to be a, a, a quick throw out, basically. So the, the corner's backed off, and he's just dumping it out to the receiver quickly so he's got space to make a guy miss. The tackle should be cutting down his defensive end on that play. He doesn't. The defensive end gets around him quick, gets in his face, affects the throw. You watch that. It's not totally his fault. Now, absolutely what a veteran quarterback should do and would do is go, I'm under pressure. I'm going to eat this. I'm not going to throw this. But if the tackle had done his job, and this is just the beauty of football, there's so many little pieces that that connect to the mistake. If, If he'd done his job... Or AJ McCarron had had the experience to go, you know what, I'm not throwing that out there because I'm not going to get everything I want on it. Those passes have to be quick and accurate. Exactly. It was still a pick six, and it's going to go on on McCarron's stats. When I saw him come into the game, I literally went, oh, look, here's AJ McCarron. I I had no idea. 
<laughs> he was the backup. I had no idea. It took them 30 seconds to show his wife in the stands. It's hardly surprising. She's she's rather attractive. Just on that pick six, though, and we're going to talk about it because it was just replayed above the dancing. head, and it caught me off guard. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. never seen a guy, and it was such a bad dance, and he probably knew that, yet he just... Kept, kept on going. going. <laughs> he had no interest in stopping. Yeah. I think he, he basically saw the flag and went, well, I can't get flagged again for the same act. Just, I'm just, just going to keep on going. Yeah, it, it was pretty enjoyable. That, that's William Gay, who is a veteran. He's, he's a young guy. Last question I want on this game for time. you, Rich. What's going on with the running game, and especially Jeremy Hill? Uh, it's, it's hard to tell. Have they said, okay, well, let's try and take that away and see if... Andy Dalton has really improved. So they're loading up or blitzing a lot. Look, I'll be honest, I haven't watched every Cincinnati game. They haven't run the ball well that well all year. uh, I wouldn't say all year. It has been serviceable. Yes. But just lately, it's it's been a bit more Earlier in the season, they were using Joe Bernard and Jeremy Hill, both really successfully. Jeremy Hill had seven carries for 16 yards. That's terrible. Joe Bernard had six for 40. That's not many carries, but is you, it? But you're falling behind, so I can understand why they were passing it. Like they were down twenty three ten going into the last quarter, and they scored. So you're not running it at that point. No, you're not. So you know, but it's not just this week. Every week it struggles. Um, it's something that they're going to have to improve now with AJ McCarron. They're really going to have to come out tough next week. Oh, I guarantee the box will be loaded this week. I'll give you a hot tip. I, I reckon the running game will excel this week for the Bengals because they're playing. Have they got the 49ers? Yeah. Who got shredded this week. Yeah, they will absolutely dominate that game. Uh, let's move on to the Jaguars. Oh, sorry. No, no, not the Jaguars. Your man, Johnny, Johnny Football. Johnny Football, money man. We'll, we'll only quickly touch on this because we've got a lot of games to get to, but he played so well. It's just fun. He just played. It's just fun watching really, him play football. Did you see that? I saw the, it all, man. The play Watched where all he, of it. he made about five guys miss. He only gained about four yards on it. But he made five guys miss in the tightest little space, one of them being Navarro Bowman, who I'm not sure if he's a good. pretty good football player. He is electric. He opens up the playbook. You can run these boots. You can run the option. It turned their running game into something pretty spectacular. Isaiah Crowell had 20 for 145, two touchdowns. was against 49ers, D. That's, yeah, but woeful. they're still NFL teams. We yeah, saw someone true. struggle against them last week. So this is the way that Cleveland, everyone pictured Cleveland playing this season. So the best bit for me was when he just scrambled around. He's avoiding all these guys, and then I saw him wind up to pass, and I'm like, "Oh, it's just like when he was back at A and M. He's going to find an open receiver and throw a pick." Uh, it's like uh, you can't do that in the NFL, mate. You can't look, throw it across the entire field against your body after you've been scrambling around for five seconds. Now, the, they also had nine sacks on defense. Yeah. Nine sacks. That That's a, a blind gambit this week. Yeah. Well, you know, statistically, he actually didn't have a bad game. His quarterback rating was four point four. That's out of a hundred, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's talk about the Colts. They dropped a fifty burger. Yeah. No, the Colts got dropped uh, a fifty burger. Yeah. Jaguars absolutely dominated them. Bortles starting to look really good and starting to become very consistent, looking like the like a pretty good pick now. They're. The Jags are the same. They're just they're fun to watch. You got Bortles dropping back, throwing it all over the place. But if you're Chuck Pagano, you've just had fifty dropped on you. Do you know how many times the Jaguars have scored fifty? Once. Once. Then ever was that that the only time? It's only the second time they did it. Once in a playoff game where Jimmy Smith and Keaton Mikado went off. But they've only ever done it once. They were. They've only ever done it once. Yeah. And it was all in the second half. Yeah. It was that they got a fumble. Um, what's his name? Branch. Uh, Branch got a, a sack strip fumble. He, he didn't sack him. He shouldn't be given a sack. He took it out yeah, of Hasselbeck's hand, ran it back for a touchdown, and that was made it 10-13, and the game just, just switched over. They got a touchdown on the opening drive of the second half, then a punt return for a touchdown. As soon as Clipboard Jesus yeah. was in, oh, it was over. He's rank. Matt, <laughs> Matt Hasselback just kept, he kept fighting, but... He just wasn't. He's just not there. They need luck back if they want to win this division. So let's see. Look, I'm I'm really impressed. I'm starting to not understand this quarterback rating though. Blake Bortles went 16 of 30, 250 yards, three touchdowns, no picks, and his quarterback rating was 3.8. I think that's a mistype. That's got to be a typo. Yeah. Whereas Matt Hasselbeck that? on the ESPN website, 
Matt Hasselbeck had 18 to 35 for 252, no touchdowns, no picks, and he got a 23.2. Something's wrong. Something's wrong in the calculation. Something's going wrong. Either way, we'll also look um, Denard and TJ Yeldon starting to come on late in his rookie season. Looks very promising. Pretty, he's pretty natural cut. Jags are fun to watch right now. They are. That, that, that is spot on. Great point. You look at three second-year wide receivers, Alan Hearns, Marquise Lee, and mine and your man, Alan Robinson. Oh, man. We <laughs> He's been lighting like, it up for me. He only had one catch for four yards and a touch, but it was a touchdown. But the, if you watch that game, the way the defense had to rotate to stop him, they can start getting Julius Thomas going, which they are. This is an offense that's hard to reckon with. They have an offseason, fix up the O-line a little bit. They're, they're yeah. fine. Well, they get their first-round draft pick back too. Yeah, exactly. They're playing without the number three pick in the draft. I think – I th- who, who's the coach down there? Is it Munchak? Mike Munchak? I'm just going to say yes. I think it is. It's, it's either Munchak or Malarkey or something. I shouldn't know that. But either way, I think he's he's kept his job for next season. He's drafted pretty well. Is it – it's, they're fun to watch at the moment. That's uh, that's a great line. The next game we've got going on... It's Gus on, Bradley. It's Gus Bradley, that's right. That's it. <laughs> Everyone's sitting at home saying, and they, and they let these two do this? <laughs> Who's Mike Munchak? I think he's somewhere else. Either way, let's get on. We'll talk about these two games together. Kansas City winning their seventh game in a row as they hold on to beat the Chargers 10-3 to while the Jets handle the struggling Titans to hold on to the sixth seed. They pumped the Titans. Destroyed him. How good was the Mariota touchdown catch, though? It was well, a cool the play. It, fell over. But, but it was still it cool. It was fun. It was fun. And I like that. Late in the game, they're taking a chance. At least he's not just rolling over. He's an interim head coach. He's just, he's just having a crack. What's shocking me the most is the Chiefs are scoring. Well, they didn't That's this a, game. They're they didn't this game. Three, but they have been. But still, their average winning margin, average winning margin this season is 17.1. That's yeah. their average winning margin. Where it's do you think good. that ranks in the league? I'd say first. It's number one. Yeah, that sounds that's very high. Look, the other thing we'll just quickly discuss the San Diego Chargers. Melvin Gordon has been such a letdown. Now, it's, he's not a bust or anything yet, but you can pick players pretty quickly if they're special from watching just you know certain things. And Melvin Gordon just doesn't seem to have that. I don't know that that spark. I cannot believe I thought they'd win a wild card at the start of the year. Yeah, well, they've got all the Terrible. pieces. You can also take into account they've got no receivers. They've lost. They've got. They're basically just throwing to the two tight ends, Ladarius Green and Antonio Gates. Mm. They've got. They brought Vincent Brown back in because they've got no. There's one. no one else. They're, so you got to give everyone's kind of giving Philip Rivers a hard time because he's struggling. I think unless you're Tom Brady, who let's be honest, still has Gronk at the moment, you're always going to struggle with the receiving core he's throwing to. Chargers have only scored three points. In each of their last two losses, I know it's so bad. They've got no it's running so game and no. Res- what, what, if, if you've got no running game, your entire O line is basically injured, and you don't have any receivers. So you're not going. Basically, if you've got bad receivers, you need to allow a lot of time for them to get open. If you if you haven't got a good O line, that's not going to happen. So or a good system. Look, the Kansas Chiefs are on an absolute roll. The Jets are on an absolute roll. So be interesting to see who wins that division. The Steelers are chasing, but they have to go into Denver this week. So they have to win that game. Well, everyone talks about you know the Steelers being the team you don't want to face in the playoffs. Well, because be of there. what's happened, they might not even be there. Yeah, and they've overcome some injuries as well. It's not all their fault. But yeah, look, I, I think Pittsburgh will get there. I, I think the Jets will drop out personally. Uh, let's get move on to Chip getting the chocolates against. Uh, as the Eagles beat the Bills, and LaShawn McCoy was a little bit unhappy about Throws it. Throws his helmet. Yeah, we won't stick long on this game. He stole all his toys out of the cot. I threw can't. a full tantrum. They are so inconsistent, the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> I was going to say, I, you, I didn't know which team you were going to go with then. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're both inconsistent, the but the Buffalo were just... It's just way worse. Yeah, I them getting a wild card too. Jets are going to get that one, I reckon. Well, they should get a wild card. They're, they're a good team. They've got good... Players, they just the defensive system. Uh, I know, think a year with with Taylor leading the way is good will help for, for next year. Absolutely, and they're going to have Lashawn McCoy's having a great year. So, although he's been acting like a bit of an idiot, he's still having a really good year. Tyro Taylor is having a fantastic year. They've found someone there. But yeah, the Ravens are spewing. They let, let him go now, um, especially right now. Yes, Sammy Watkins is starting to play well. He had another five catches, eighty-one yards, touchdown. So. Everything's looking up there. I don't want to talk about the Eagles because I hate them. Move on. Sam Bradford, the best year of best game of the year, and didn't do, didn't do that well. 
give DeMarco Murray the ball. I'm over watching him sit on the sideline. Stupid. Uh, let's move on to the Ravens and oh, sorry, Oakland and the Broncos. This was this was my favorite game of the week. Yeah, it wasn't huge scoring, but it was a really good game. We all got to enjoy the Khalil Mack coming out party. Five sacks. And when he wasn't sacking, he was, he, he he was, was tackling somebody. It was one of the most impressive defensive performances I've seen in a long time. He yep. looked awesome. Agreed. Seven seven tackles, six solo, five sacks. Yeah, what, do you have a pick too? I mean, he, <laughs> he, was, no, he was that good. He was he everywhere. He was unbelievable. He played really well. Oakland had a ter- they had negative twelve offensive yards at the half. They're the only team to ever win a game with negative yards at a half. Oh. But they it was Denver not being able to convert touchdowns. And this is what you see with young quarterbacks. And I'm not saying Peyton would have converted the touchdowns, but from the from what they had in the first half, I'm tipping he would have put at least one touchdown on instead of a field goal. And that was the difference in the end. They kicked their five field goals and they couldn't get any more. Real quick question. What the hell was Jack Del Rio going for two for? Uh, I agree. I, it I was didn't stupid. Catch it all. His long snapper got hurt on the previous punt. Uh, so everyone was so hammering him about snapper. it. And then you notice when Janikowski missed his field goal. Was it a different It was a bad snapper? snap. It was up way high to the right. The, the holder did a really good job. Just to get it down. A kicker like that, if, if the ball's down slightly later than his eye, and his eye, he's walking up, and he can't see it's down, mentally you go, is the ball going to get put down? What am I doing? Oh, it's there. It changes everything. So that that was the snapper's fault. So, yeah, everyone hammered him rightfully. But then once they realized they're missing their long snapper, I think he was just sense. taking his chances. Yeah, I, I didn't watch that points. in full. I only caught that on the yeah. red zone. I went, what the hell? What's going on there? Yeah, it, 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 was, it, was, decision. A, it was a bit odd. Uh, we'll get on to the second last game we're going to talk about. Cowboys getting beaten by the, by the Green Bay Packers. Main the reason we're talking about is Green Bay. Uh, looking really good, they should probably win the division. However, they offensively they're just not that efficient still. No, they played okay. The Cowboys' defense played really well for the first three and a half quarters, and then they just couldn't hold on anymore. Yeah, it's I'm with you. They should win the division from here, but it's I was far from convincing. All the all the top teams who at some stage looked like they were flying, even in the AFC as well. All those things are up for grabs, yep. except for Carolina, who has home field advantage for mine, locked up throughout the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Well, Carolina Panthers have clinched home field advantage, haven't they? Oh, no, I think I think Arizona can still catch them mathematically. Yeah. So, look, pretty crummy game. Matt Cassell is just... He is just, an awful... You know, and I said this, we were talking earlier, you know, pull back the curtain, we actually planned for this a little bit. We were talking earlier today... And I said uh, to you, I am so sick back of watching crappy backup quarterbacks play yeah. football. He's I'm just, I'm just sick of it. And it's they're rolling with the him game. again this week. So they're doing the right thing and trying to throw the season. Because they're now in... It's funny. They're the only team in history after 14 games to be in contention for the number one pick and the chance to still win their division. It's such a waste of a so season. Crappy. It's such a waste for them. I will say everyone's hammering the Cowboys O-line. They had 180-odd yards rushing again today in a, t- in a, a game where they were trying to... I stop wasn't hammering them. No, the, I mean, really I mean good. the media. The, their own line's great. They're playing really well. Um, yeah, Packers run away late. Eddie Lacy starting to get to get going again. He would have had seventy of his hundred and twenty four yards in the last five minutes, though. But hey, it's what a, it's what a it's, good back that, does. That's closing out a game. Yeah, it's closing out a game. Uh, what do we got next? We got the Patriots. They handled the the Texans really well. The only thing I want to say about the Texans, Davian Clowney. He's starting to get a little bit up and about. and First two, dual sack game. Yep. He multiples. played absolutely outstanding. Seven tackles, four... Sorry, seven tackles, four solo, two sacks. He was in the backfield a lot of the day. JJ Watt had a, had a bung up hand. He wasn't actually going to play. He kind of toughed it out. But man, the Patriots get rid of the ball so quickly. It wouldn't matter who you had pass rushing. And one thing about that is what they usually do with Clowney and Watt is move them around a lot. Yep. Because of Watt's hand injury, he could really play only play D end. Yep. He couldn't put his other hand down. And he's and better he when he's inside. inside. He, I think he's a better rusher from the inside than I he think is from he gets an immobile guard to go exactly. against. Exactly. And, and he just destroys him. them. They did a really good job. They double teamed him and triple teamed him all day. And they passed the ball a lot to the other side of the field where he couldn't get his hand up. Because you saw he couldn't get the pass rush. So he sits and waits and tries to swat it. That's what he does. But when the Patriots have Rob Gronkowski, they tend to win a lot of those games. So that's all I can say. Do you want to quickly touch on the Monday night game? 
Um, no, oh, yeah, really quickly. Odell Beckham dominated. He's a really good player. Yeah, he had a great catch and then had an 84-yard catch when the Dolphins left him wide open. Yeah, because why would you cover the best receiver yeah, I, in the league? I, I don't know why. Let's just leave him open. Yeah, he is definitely one of the top five receivers in the league. There's about five of them that are up there together, I think, and he's certainly one of them. Uh, Eli Manning played pretty well. Giants won 31-24. Give Lamar Miller the ball. He had 87 yards and two touchdowns going into the last quarter. How many times do you think he touched in the last quarter in a tied game, Rich? I'm going with none. Zero. Yes. You can't even feed him a pass. What do I it's... win? A Bataki ham? Oh, can we win a Bataki ham? Got plenty there for you. Thanks, mate. Well, a fridge full. I'm not sure if you know I eat a lot of ham. <laughs> Have you seen the fridge? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've seen the fridge, mate. I've, I go past it several times. <laughs> Okay, coming up next, earlier in the week, we had the chance to catch up with the University of California Berkeley's Athletic Director, Mike Williams. We started off by asking him, how long has the game in Sydney been in the works for? Uh, we've probably been talking about this game for nine months. Um, I, think, I think you may know, uh, I was part of a party that joined uh, the Cal men's basketball team in Australia in August, and we got pretty excited about our, our 10 days in August. We had a tremendous experience. And when the opportunity came to bring American college football to Sydney, uh, we really jumped at the chance. So I would say we started talking about this in the spring, but the conversation really heated up in the fall when um, when we got back from Australia with basketball. And now, Michael, your role as the athletic director, of course you do more than just football. You look after everything from the basketball teams you mentioned all the way down to, I'm sure, the swimming team as well. But it's a little bit different bringing a basketball team that far as who is bringing an American football team. Can you give our listeners a bit of an insight as to how much extra gear you're going to have to bring down as well as people for this game? Uh, yeah, it's, that's a, it's actually a great observation. Our traveling party for men's basketball was about 30 people. Um, when you have the, the players, the coaches, the trainers, and support, um, we're probably looking at a traveling party of about 200 for American football. Uh, we'll bring in the neighborhood of 85 players, uh, and then we have uh, coaches, we have trainers, and we have a lot of equipment with all the pads and helmets and football and all the things that an American football needs. So, yeah, it's a significantly larger logistical challenge to bring an American football team versus basketball. And Mike, is this something that could maybe become a, a, an annual tradition where, you know, is there any talk about it happening every year that you guys might come out and, and play someone in, in Sydney? Well, that would be fantastic. Unfortunately, we are prohibited by college rule to only make a trip like this once every four years. So what would be nice is if, um, this, you know, we'll see how this goes and we think it's going to be fantastic. And if this became an opportunity for other American college football teams to come to Australia and really give uh, give Australia an opportunity to see our sport, uh, American football is the sport of our country, and, and colleges from, from across America. Um, it, it's great for us because we're the University of California. We have a lot of natural connections to, to the Pacific and to Australia. Um, but there, there are a number of, uh, of other great American colleges and universities that would love to play football there. So uh, hopefully this would become an annual tradition for an American team to come over and play. Well, it looks like the NCAA, uh, NCAA putting in a bunch of rules, which are just getting in our way, quite frankly. We'd like to see you guys come out every year. Um, just on that, Michael, what we're talking about, you mentioned sort of the NCAA a lot has changed with regards to student athletes in the last ten years. Can you give us a little bit of information, or a little bit of background of, of your opinion on how that's changing for the revenue sports, basketball and football, and how we're starting to see players getting um, basically a little bit more money in their pocket compared to what they used to get? Um, yeah, we we have seen a. I think in the last two to three years we've seen a, uh, a sea change in the way we think about our student-athletes. And again, at Berkeley, that's, that's always been something that's been at the forefront of our sports program and the way we think of our student-athletes. And we really welcome the fact that our student-athletes um, feel that they have a voice and feel that they're empowered in their decision-making. And we're extremely supportive of anything that we can do as a university and as an athletic department to... Um, make the financial and educational well-being of our student-athletes 
as good as it possibly can be. Um, and so I'm, I'm actually very encouraged to see this trend uh, across the United States. And I, I think that um, the revenue sports, football and men's basketball, provide tremendous opportunities for, for young men to, to get a college education, to get a college experience, and to really um, elevate themselves in, in American economic society. So very supportive of the changes we're seeing. And as someone that, that you're, in, in fact, a student-athlete yourself, are you a little bit jealous of the opportunities that th- this team's going to get coming out to, a, to another country to play a game? Uh, yeah, absolutely I'm jealous. Um, the chance to, to travel internationally, um, to come to a place as beautiful as Australia, um, my guess is that they're, you know, given what I saw with basketball, their first stop is going to be Bondi Beach. Um, I'm, I'm extraordinarily jealous, but... I also think it's great. I think it's great that uh, part of their part of their college experience, part of their football experience, will be getting to experience another culture, getting to experience another another nation. For many of our student athletes, this will be their first passport. Um, we have some student athletes who, believe it or not, may not have seen the ocean before, and so this this should be part of um, a young person's college experience. So while I'm jealous. I'm also really happy that they're getting this opportunity. Will, will you get to be coming out yourself personally? Yeah, I'll come along. You know, I had a pretty good time when I was there in August, and uh, uh, so I think I'll do that. Um, the connections between the Bay Area and Australia in sports are pretty tight. Um, recently, uh, you've given us Jared Haynes, you've given us Kyrie Mills, you've given us uh, Matthew Delvadova and Adam Keyhorn. And so we've, all, we've got some pretty tight connections to Australia, and um, it's going to be great for us to have an opportunity to come back and, and let you know what California has to offer. Fantastic, Michael. Well, look, we're, we're kind of torn at the moment. Everyone's thinking, who are they going to follow? Are they, are they going to barrack for the, the Rainbow Warriors? Are they going to get behind the Cow Bears? Now, you don't need to convince me, Mike. I've been lucky enough to be to have gone to Berkeley twice. I've seen uh, Cal play at home in the old Memorial Stadium and the new one. So you don't have to convince me that I should get behind the Bears when this game comes out. But for everybody else who's listening, what are the reasons that they should get into that stadium and pull on the uh, blue and yellow? <laughs> so um, you know, I, I think we, uh, we, we want to make the Cal fans. We're going to come out. We're going to show you a very exciting offense. Cal football is very much about the passing game. It's very fast-paced. It's very high-scoring. Uh, you're going to see uh, very, very talented young men. You're going to see uh, a game that focuses very much on skill and speed. And I think it's entertaining. It's a very entertaining brand of football. Uh, in our conference, which is the Pacific 12 uh, universities along the American West Coast, we are the uh, number one attended uh, college sports college football venue, and we're also the number one watched college football team on television. So we've, we've proven in our own area that we have a very exciting and entertaining brand of football, and that's what we're going to bring to Sydney. And will we see your star quarterback, Jared Goff, playing? Well, we don't, we don't know that. Um, uh, Jared has an opportunity to, to play professional football in America if he chooses, um, and I think he'll make that decision after our bowl game. We will be playing in a in a bowl game in Texas at the end of this month, uh, and so we'll see what his decision is. I can tell you that one way or the other, Jared is Jared is a, a, a very fine young man. Um, he's going to do well either with his senior year for Cal or in the professional football at the NFL here in the U.S. And we wish him the best either way, but. It'd be great to have him with us in Sydney. I can tell you that. Well, you tell Jared from all the boys at SEN America that just tell him to hold on for one more year, think about his education so we can watch him play at Sydney next year. And I think that might make his decision. <laughs> I'll see him tomorrow and I'll tell him that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Already, just already a, made some comments about, about that. Is it the sort of thing... Yeah, Michael, you you oversee the entire athletic department, which some people might not understand how, how your role works, but is that the kind of decision um, that you get involved in, or is it strictly sort of between the player and the head coach? Um, the decision that turn professional is really a decision that the player or the athlete will make with their family. 
Um, but they will they will talk to to us for our thoughts and our advice. Um, I will tell you that at Cal, uh, we will we would never put the interests of our sports program ahead of what's best for that student athlete's interest. Uh, we've had you know, very recently we've had star athletes like Missy Franklin, who is a, a swimmer and made the decision to turn professional um, ahead of the, the 2016 Olympics and, and not swim for Cal. And our job is to to be a part of their their growth and their education. If that includes how do we better prepare them for a professional career, that's something that we we take on and we will do. So, um, you know, I I I know Jared. I know his family. Um, if they ask me for my advice, I will give give them my advice. But generally, as a rule, um, we're not going to stand in the way of a young person doing what's right for for his career or her career and their family's interest. Fantastic. Look, Michael, thank you so much for your time. Um, I just want to leave you with, um, obviously, we appreciate you coming on. We'd love to catch up with you again when you are down in uh, Sydney next year. I I must say before we go, I'm extremely jealous of your workplace. Uh, As I said, I've been to that campus a couple of times. It is absolutely gorgeous. Um, And the views of the Bay Area from um, Tightwad Hill or, or going up to the Big Sea are incredible. So once again, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, that's great. That's great to hear. Let me teach you something, and let's, let's teach the fans, and I'll tell you something. Go uh, Bears. Listen, here's the thing. If you can't spot the sucker in your first half hour at the table, then you are the sucker. Hello, boys. Hello, Chris. It's Chris. Back on the mic. You didn't really let me on in that uh, first half hour or so. It was a wild first half hour. Rapid it fire. Was. I was just yeah. sitting here eating my sandwich, just watching you I guys saw you go eating a sandwich. You, yeah. But you want to know a funny thing? I forgot you to eat You know your today. sandwiches, they taste like shit. Because you're a wog? <laughs> nah. No one's to... getting it. No one's... Oh, it's because I swore. Richie, don't Do you want on it? your high horse. Uh, is it for, oh, is it from the Wog Boy? Yeah, uh, yeah. You know that movie with with um Vince Colosimo and yeah, Nick Giannopoulos. I've, I've tried to avoid it all my life. Yeah, it's not great. To be honest with you. Um. Anyway, hey, like, I know Richie's very, 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 very he's keen. Had a good week to have a listen to how he went last week. Play the listen. tape, boys. The Oakland Raiders go to the Denver Broncos. Obviously, the Raiders are coming off a pretty ordinary day. Car's going to bounce back. I've got the Oakland Raiders going into Denver to get the win. Osweiler hasn't looked that good, I don't think. He's just kind of getting it done. At $4.05 is the odds. I'm playing on value here. I have $500 the Raiders win. Just for the record, I don't like that bet, Richie. That's he, will not, not he will not bounce back against the best defense in football. Now, next. I, I actually, in saying that, I have a pretty similar bet, so I'm not going to bag you too much. I have the Titans to go in and beat the New York Jets at $3.95. I think Mariota's going to put on a show. He's on a bit of a streak, so that's who I've got. I will have $500 on that, please. $500. Bucks. I've written it down. It's in my notebook. All done. Yeah, I'm just thinking, I'm going with my parlay next. I've got the Washington Redskins plus three and a half against the Chicago Bears. I've got the New England Patriots straight out to win against the Houston Texans. I've got the Pittsburgh Steelers plus three against Cincinnati. All that together is $5.22. A lot of of parlaying for those odds. I'll have a thousand on it, please. We can't all put parlay together to make it $16. Pittsburgh to defeat the Cincinnati Bengals at $2.24. I will have $500 on that, please, Chris. Yep, no worries. Done and done. I'm going to bet on the Carolina Panthers to lose every week until they do. This week they face the Atlanta Falcons. Once again, it's $4.05 the odds. I have 500 Carolina will lose their first game. I have my last bet, of course, is a parlay bet. I have Washington to beat the Chicago Bears. Parlayed in. I'm going to give them some, some juju. My Cowboys to beat the Green Bay Packers. All up, it'll get me nine dollars and forty-three cents, and I will have five hundred. Boys, we have ourselves a game. It was a no contest last week. Richie, 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 how good are you feeling at the moment? Pretty full of myself, quite frankly. Let's let's just run through the numbers really quick. All right, at the start of the week, James was 
let's let's just say he was hammering you, right? Nineteen thousand nine hundred eighty-one dollars, James. You had at the start of the week. Richie six thousand four hundred ninety-three. At the end of the week, James, you're up. So you let's just run through the bets real quick, and then we'll go through the numbers. You lost on the Titans defeating the Jets. That's five hundred bucks down. And then your multi was incorrect, or your, sorry, your parlay was incorrect. That's another 500 bucks down. But you hit on uh, Pittsburgh defeating Bengals. That was 1120 bucks. So for the week, you're 120 bucks up. You've broken the $20,000 barrier. You're now 20101 Richie, as I said, starting the week, 6493 You hit on Raiders defeating the Broncos. That was paying $4.05. You put 500 bucks on it, so that's 2025 bucks up. That's pretty good. Nice. In fact, it's very good. That's, like that, it. that probably would have been your biggest one to date had you not hit on your parlay. Yeah. You had Redskins plus three and a half, Pats to win, and Steelers plus three at 522 You put $1,000 on it. That nets you 5220 bucks. You lost on your third bet, but that's all right. It's only 500 bucks. So that's just That's just change for you, mate. You know, that was six thousand seven hundred and forty-five bucks up from the week. You're now thirteen thousand two hundred and thirty-eight, less than seven thousand behind James. And let's not forget, there is a two thousand dollar pending bet on the Cardinals yeah. to win the Super Bowl there as well. Yeah. So I'm only five thousand behind. I'm back in it. This is an exciting race. I was two weeks ago. I was having to think of a new game to play because I thought you were going to be broke. I thought the game was going to be over. I really I'm wish I'd been a bit more serious about my bets the last month. <laughs> <laughs> Probably should. Ne- Instead of been dropping thousands It's going to be like games. the tortoise and the hare, mate. Do you remember when I dropped a thousand on those $16 odds? Maybe. But did you hit? No, I didn't. Maybe I shouldn't have done that. Jeez, you were close. <laughs> I know. But but uh, close doesn't really get you the money, does it? No, that's not. Look, I'll, I'll start this week. Is that okay, Chris? Uh, I'll allow it. Okay, thank you. I have the Raiders to beat the Green Bay Packers at $2.34. I'll have $500 on it. Cool. Richie? Uh, the Browns are still not very good, even though they're more fun to watch now with Johnny. They go all the way out to the Seahawks, where I expect them to get pretty much pumped. But I don't think they'll lose by 14.5 points. That's the line. I'll have $500 at $1.90. The Browns plus the 14.5. My second bet, I will take Detroit to beat the Saints. At two dollars thirty three, I'll have five hundred on it. Detroit to beat the Saints, beautiful. Good. Is that being played? At the Saints. Yeah, I don't mind that. Um, The Broncos are playing the Steelers. The only reason I think I don't know if the Broncos actually can win this, but I think at two dollars ninety five odds, that's just too long. I reckon they can go in there, bounce back after their loss last week. The Broncos so, are paying two ninety five against the Steelers, so I'm taking the Broncos at two ninety five, five hundred bucks to get the win over the Steelers. Wow, that's that's great odds. I didn't see that one. I'll have Atlanta to beat the Jaguars. This is my parlay bet, sorry. Chris. Okay, thank you for specifying Atlanta to beat the Jaguars and the game to be over forty eight and a half points at four dollars fifty nine. I'll have five hundred dollars on it. I think it'll be a shootout. I agree. I think the Jags. Couldn't they go back to back Jags, dropping fifty burgers? Jags were paying like a dollar forty. They weren't worth. Yeah, money. fair enough. And it's a game like the Jags. Yes, they're okay. But and it's the kind of game they could drop. drop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, my parlay. I've got the Bears plus five against the Vikings. I've got the Forty ers plus four against the Bengals. And I'm going to top it off with just a Patriots win, just to up the odds a bit for me. That's paying four dollars and six. I'll have five hundred on it. Are you prepared to listen to this next week and get excited again like you did for uh, your tips last week? Jeez, I hope so. That'd, that'd be pretty... It's it's even more game on. How long do you reckon? It might only take you two weeks to catch up. I'm looking forward to it. And the playoffs are still to come. Hey, I, still I might start winning again. Oh, it's not like you. I've been some chump this this year. I'm, we're actually both very good at betting. Maybe we should start a syndicate together, Rich. <laughs> Bet with other people's money. Yeah. Rather than all this fake money we've got. Yeah, we'd be really rich if we'd started off the season with that kind of money. I have heard that. If some butts were Kenyan nuts, something about Kenyan nuts. I've said that one about four <laughs> times, and I don't like you anymore. I'm trading all my theoretical money in for Bataki hams on the way out. Yeah, I'm taking four Bataki hams. How much drinking you can carry? <laughs> really? I got, a, I got an esky full of ice. I'm ready to go. <laughs> Do you mean eat them? Or like, is that what you mean by carry? Like, how many can I eat and get out of here with? I was just going to say carry with your arms, but whatever. I reckon 15. And also, Bataki, we've Probably mentioned right. your name about six times today. I've about sent a little dough our way. Yeah, send- you got hams. We need a sponsor, Chris. That's true. I'll Only one him. person in this room gets paid, and it's not me or James. Damn, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you told him that I get paid. <laughs> 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 Let's move on, Chris. Thank you, boys. Thank you, Thanks, mate. mate.
Uh, look, we'll quickly hit on a few games for this week. There's actually a lot of good games. This time the season's nuts, so... We got. We've, we've just been given. We've been given eight minutes for this game. Rapid we fire. We have about nine games, so let's just really fly through them. Richie, I have the New York Jets at Cowboys. They need to win to keep their season alive. Who? They are the ninth. The Jets. The Cowboys. <laughs> no, the, the Cowboys can't win it. Um, no, they can't. They they have the ninth ranked offense and the fifth ranked defense. So the twelfth in both passing and ru- passing and rushing. They're having a really sneaky good season. The Jets. So hopefully they can continue. Nothing to say. Just drop, just no, I thought you. Pick. I thought you were going to jump me and just go to the next game. Okay, I will. Texans at Colts. This is the biggest game of the week. Whoever wins this game will win the division, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I completely agree, and I reckon it'll be the Texans. I think the Texans will get them too. If if Andrew Luck's not playing, it'll certainly oh, if it's be clipboard Texans. Jesus, it's over. And let's just really hope that JJ Watts at one hundred percent because I like watching him. Yeah, like hard. I, I wanted to bet on this, but there was no line yet because you know the, quarterback the game just ended day. and the game just ended today as well. Yeah. So yeah, look, we've got the next game: Bears at Vikings. Huge game for the Vikings. Now these Vikings and Bears are a big rivalry, so this is much like a Collingwood Essendon game. It can go either way, no matter how good the teams are. Bears are an okay team. Vikings are looking to stay alive in the division. It actually kind of suits the Bears because normally that game, that used to go into the Metrodome. Yeah. But now it's being played outside at the moment while their new stadium gets built. Yep. I reckon the Bears can go in there and knock them off. So do I. I don't think the Vikings are that good. I think Teddy Bridgewater struggles. He had a terrible fumble last week at the end of the game, which we didn't talk about. Cost them. And a dumb coaching decision to even try and throw Horrendous. the ball. Held the ball too long. Cost them the game. Um, either way, they need to do it to stay alive in the division. I think they'll get a wild card. I think they'll get the, the sixth seed. Yeah, I mean... I don't think anyone else can really catch them. No, they probably can't. No. So let's let's move on. Bengals at 49ers. Purely AJ McCarron starting his first game. How are they going to look? 49ers are not a very good team. They're, they're down the bottom third of the league for sure. Probably in the last five teams, well, with the say. worst offense in the league and the second worst defense. Yeah, they are they are not a very good team at all. They're, they're a terrible football they are team. An awful football team. So the Bengals should go in and get the money, and that's why I think the running game will be dominant because they will come in with the mentality of we need to protect AJ. Uh, they also have a pretty good receiver named AJ, so we could see a couple of uh, AJ to AJ touchdowns, hopefully. Oh, I bet the callers will love that. And do oh, it'll be awesome. With it. yeah, how oh. good will be the, the, the pregame where they talk about how they, they're not related or they haven't been in the same storyline forever, but now they're, they're like brothers because they have the same name. <laughs> Can't wait. Next game is Packers at Raiders, much like the Minnesota game. Packers need to keep winning to stay alive. They have not been firing on all cylinders Raiders had a really good win over Denver. Can they go and play upset again? They're not out of the division, out of the wildcard race. No, they're not. And it's, it's not, tough. It's not a fun road trip going out there. No. Um, the weather will change. It'll be warmer than what they're used to. Yep. That being said, the Packers are a better team than the Raiders. They we, are. we like the Raiders and what, they've, what they're about this year. Yeah. But. That's really tough. It's a tough win. For them to go in there, to, Packers, to win that. Packers have got pressure on them. Raiders don't. No one thinks the Raiders are going to win that. No one thinks it's going to make the playoffs. Who knows? Murray Cooper could have a huge game. Well, he kind of needs one. He's been, re- he's been really quiet last few Sam weeks. Sam Shields won't play the starting quarterback from cornerback from the uh, Packers. And much like Matt Cassell couldn't take advantage of their rookie cornerback on Des Bryant by throwing a good ball to him, I think Derek Carr can. And that's the difference. He has a cannon of an arm. Uh, the big game of the week, Broncos at Steelers. Who you got in that game? Well, I just took the Broncos in the betting corner, but I who think, do I actually think will win? I think the Broncos will win. I think the Steelers being settled at quarterback yeah. will get it done. Oswald, it's not like he's been lighting up secondaries, no. which is probably where Pittsburgh's they, they weakness were is. They CJ Anderson last week. That hurts them. He's a, he is a pretty good running back when the system's being run correctly. So if they have him back, it'll be a different game. Pittsburgh's offense didn't play that well against uh, the Bengals. Yep, and they've both got plenty to play for. Yep, exactly. So, it's a huge game, huge yeah. Uh, yeah, game in, in, for the standing. Because home field advantage in the AFC is just wide open. Yeah. Anyone can go and take oh, it. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Cardinals at Eagles. I just like watching the Cardinals play football. I think they're very well-rounded. Eagles need to win to keep the division alive. Really quickly, I caught the uh, the NFL Network does a football life. Yep. Bruce Arians? It was so good. Really good? It was so does, good. Does he hate Pittsburgh? No. No, he doesn't. Even Wait, though he they talks tried about to them, make him retire? Everything they did about just... 
I like him even more. Yeah, it's fair to say I like him so much. If you've got um, NFL Game Pass, all the football lights are available to you. Go and have a look at the Bruce Arians one. I think it was about four weeks ago it went to air. They're fantastic. It's brilliant. It was so good. Look, the last game we'll touch on is the Panthers at the Giants. We're going to talk about the Panthers every week and and see if if they can lose one. Giants are... I'm sure the I think Patriots fans know they're pretty good at beating undefeated teams. So um, they almost got the Patriots earlier in the year. Will they get it done this week? The Giants have the worst defense in the league. I know, they're terrible. So bad. But their offense is just getting going. But again, you're playing by all if you look at the stats, the Giants should not be a chance in this game. You have the number one defense. Are you the did you lose power to your laptop? Yep. Oh, honey. We're almost done, mate. Don't worry. The Panthers have the number one. Defense, sorry, the the number one rushing game, and I think they're about the number three defense. The Giants, as you said, are ranked last in defense. This should be a wipeout, but the, the Giants know how to win these games. Yeah, and they sh- they have. This is the kind of where everyone will talk about Coughlin getting fired, so they'll win. Yeah, exactly. Now I can't predict that because I've been saying that the <laughs> the Carolina's going to lose a game for the past ten weeks. Old Garden no will have his job next year, no doubt. Yep, absolutely. Now, can you do the close without your laptop, or would you like me to do it? I can. Thank you for listening to the SEN NFL podcast. You can follow James on Twitter at Jartha6594. You can follow me at Richard03. Excellent. Got it right. Okay, you know, James, is it not your own? That's crazy. Because he, because he's easy to me as well. I, t- I tweet at him all the we time. Actually, I never tweet at myself. We're, we're each other's only followers. We just tweet each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's we do that because we don't want any other followers. And it's Chris has piped up. Thanks for our producer, Chris Tyler. Three for three, by the way. He's done pretty well. And You're apparently, welcome. I don't want to jinx it. Apparently, he might have a award-winning punter. Just won a pretty handy award in the college system on you the show. Can't give it away, but that's all right. Three guests, three weeks. We're going for four for four next week. Once again, thanks for listening. See you next week. For more SEN America podcasts, head to sen.com.au. To keep up to date with the latest American sports news and interviews from around SEN, follow SEN America on Twitter at SEN America and on Facebook at facebook.com slash SEN America. You're getting ready to go out. You want to get in the mood. There's a playlist for that. You move to the beat. You trip over the dog. You're not dancing anymore. You open the Medibank app and find a physio. We live in an on-demand world. And now your health insurance comes on demand too. Download the new Medibank app today.